Good morning. Good morning. And welcome to our Sunday morning worship at the uh, Methodist Church, Sydney Methodist Church. If you're able, please stand for our lighting of the candles. If you'll join in singing our first hymn, the first Noel, it's uh, number 136 in the Pew Hymnal or on the screen.
You may be seated. The announcements can be seen on the back of the bulletins. For Sidman specifically, there are none. However, for the charge on Sunday, which is today, Holy Communion, Epiphany. Next week on the 14th is the baptism of our Lord. Uh, on the 21st, we will have recognition of new church leaders. And then that takes us into February. February 2nd is a youth gathering sponsored by the Forest Hills Ministerium at the St. Michael Fire Hall at 6 p.m. And on the 11th of February, there's a pulpit exchange Sunday. And then we are already into Ash Wednesday on February 14th. Now, if you'll uh, join in the affirmation of faith, which is a responsive reading. It's in your Pew Bible on page 500 or on the screen. Please share. Endow the king with your justice, O God, the royal son with your righteousness. May he judge your immortal righteousness, your afflicted ones with justice. May the mountains bring prosperity to the people, the hills the fruit of righteousness. May he defend the afflicted among the people and save the children of the needy. May he crush the oppressor. May he endure as long as the sun, as long as the moon, through all generations. May he be like rain falling on a mowed field, like showers watering the earth. In his days may the righteous flourish and the prosperity abound till the moon is no more. May he rule from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. May the desert tribes bow before him and his enemies lick the dust. May the kings of Tarsh and of distant shores bring tribute to him. May the kings of Sheba and Seba present him gifts. May all kings bow down to him, and all nations serve him. For he will deliver the needy who cry out, the afflicted who have no one to help. He will take pity on the weak and the needy, and save the needy from death. He will rescue them from oppression and violence, for precious is their blood in his sight. Long may he live. May gold from Sheba be given him. May people ever pray for him and bless him all day long. May grain abound throughout the land, on the tops of the hills and vanish away. May the crops flourish like Lebanon and thrive like the grass of the field. May his name endure forever. May it continue as long as the sun. Then all nations will be blessed through him and they will call him blessed. And now we'll have the pastoral prayer. Please be seated. Let us pray. <clears throat> Our merciful, merciful God in heaven, we come before you today prior to receiving Holy Communion, asking for your forgiveness for our wayward ways. Help us in showing good judgment in deciding to follow our sinful ways or your righteous ways. The choice is simple but hard to make. It is hard for us to overcome our sinful natures. Give us the strength to obey your direction in our lives. 
Give us the courage to move forward in our growth of spiritual understanding. We offer our thanks to you for the abundance of blessings that you have showered us with. This meal we are about to receive, let it provide the nourishment we need for our continual spiritual walk with you, O Lord. We thank you for the gift of your Son, our Lord and Savior, and the Holy Spirit. Through your guidance, provide us with our direction that we are to follow. We come before you this morning in this atmosphere of prayer to raise our voices to you, to bring to your attention what's on our hearts. So we offer prayers for the safety and well-being of our youth. Be with them, guide them, protect them, and let us continue to encourage them on their walk of faith. We pray for the unsaved, the unbelievers, those who haven't found their way yet. We ask that they see the light of their wayward ways, so they may be saved before it's too late. We ask for forgiveness for our waywardness, for choosing to go our way instead of following your way. We pray for the good health and well-being of all the members of this congregation, their families, friends, and neighbors. Please keep them free from any harm that comes to, into their lives. We pray for those who protect us from harm, members of law enforcement, military, especially our First Lieutenant Carl Smith. We pray for firefighters, first responders, EMTs, health professionals. We pray for the well-being and safety of our country, our community, and our church. Keep us safe and protected from the evil forces that we face. We pray for families dealing with the loss of a loved one. Be with them during this joyous time of the year, having to cope with the feelings of separation and grief. We pray for families providing care for a family member dealing with health issues. We pray for families dealing with the difficulties and hardships of life. Be with them, guide them, and comfort them during these rough times of life. Let us put aside all the outside influences and concentrate on the importance of the meaning of this Epiphany Sunday. Now, dear Lord, if there was a name that came to the people's hearts, minds, spirits, let them say those names out loud now. Let us bring up a time of prayer to a close, dear Lord, by praying together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Uh, we've come to that part of our service. If you can suggest your favorite hymn. Through 67? 
Wherever he leads, I'll go. 367. We got the, the orchestra has that? The orchestra has it. seated except for our ushers would our ushers please come forward for the presentation of God's tithes our gifts and offerings
merciful God in heaven. We're delighted to be here the first Sunday of a new year. We thank you for, we thank you for that. We're here to uh, uh, hear your word, to sing your hymns, and to recite uh, a, a, a psalm from your, from your Bible, one of the many psalms that are found in the Bible. Well, today we present these tithes and these gifts and offerings to you by these two young members of our, of our church. We ask that the, you accept these in the, in the, for the meaning that is behind them, which is to help support the church here in Sydney and to help with the spreading of your word throughout the, throughout the uh, region. And we pray all of this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, Master, Teacher, and Friend. And we said, Amen. Please be seated. <coughs> Uh, the reading today, God's inspiring word, comes from the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah was a biggie, a big prophet. And uh, we're reading uh, 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 chapter 60, verses 1 through 6. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look about you. All assemble and come to you. Your sons come from afar, and your daughters are carried on the hip. Then you will look and be radiant. Your heart will throb and swell with joy. The wealth on the seas will be brought to you. To you the riches of the nations will come. Herds of camels will cover your land. Young camels of Midian and Ephraim, and all from Sheba will come, bearing gold and incense, and proclaiming the praise of the Lord. These are the words of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, this is a... Uh, <laughs> I see what time it is, so I can come. I can come down. If it's later than nine twelve, I have to stay up there. Let's see. I call this more to epiphany than the Magi. I wasn't. I wasn't aware of this. Not at all. I searched through all my resources to find the various reading for Epiphany Sunday, and found that they were always the same, without exception. They include the Old Testament reading from Isaiah, the Psalm, the Epistle reading from Ephesians, and found only in the Gospel of Matthew is the story of the three kings. It's not mentioned in the other, the other three Gospels. I then found out that for each Epiphany service for more than 18 years, I always preached on the Gospel of Matthew. The Gospel of Matthew is the one that tells us about the three kings coming. And it gives us a clue that it, they were not there. They came to see a child, not a baby, and they went to a house, not a, uh, an inn or a crib or something like that. So they figured Jesus was about two years old by the time the, the wise men got there. It wasn't an easy journey. They had a long journey to, uh, to take uh, by camel. So they had to take all their stuff for spending a night on their journey. And uh, 
They went to uh, uh, Jerusalem because they figured uh, a king is going to be born. So they would know about it. The king, Herod, would know about it. Well, he didn't know a thing about it. And that set him off on a killing spree uh, because of what the three wise men said. And they went and honored Jesus, frank gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And then they left by another route. They left by another route because they knew what Herod had invited them to come back to Jerusalem so they could worship the king together. But the three, the three wise men, that's why they're called wise men, decided to go back another way because they knew what was up, what King Herod would do to them if they, if they went back. Well, I wanted to do something different this year. I don't know why. Something was moving me to, hey, let's do something different. So the Old Testament reading from the prophet Isaiah spoke to me, and I found out in this reading about this passage that it took in more than the epiphany of our Lord. It included the epiphany of God's people. This passage was chosen to be used for epiphany because it refers to two of the three gifts that were brought to Jesus and the mention of the camels. Isaiah was addressing the Israelites that had returned from their captivity in Babylon for 70 years and are in the process of rebuilding Jerusalem. Let me remind you of what was going on in Babylon. The king was Nebuchadnezzar. He was not a nice man. Uh, the guy that we call in the tunnel, what was he? What was his name? He was the king of, uh, not the king, he was the, the chief, the head man of uh, Iran or Iraq. What was his name? Saddam Hussein. He wanted to become the next Nebuchadnezzar. We find in the book of Daniel the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Remember that story? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego being thrown into a burning furnace. Daniel being thrown into the den of lions. They, they walked out of the, uh, uh, Nebuchadnezzar was watching them, and he threw three of them into a burning fire that had been increased, uh, and he saw four people walking around inside, but he only sent in three. The other one was the Holy Spirit, who was with, with the three, Ab, Ab, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and they came out unharmed. And Daniel went in, and the lions fell asleep. And, you know, they did nothing to him. Uh, he was a Christian being thrown into the uh, lions. He came out okay. Nebuchadnezzar couldn't believe it. Well, this, was a, this is what they had gone through before they came back to Jerusalem. Isaiah was using theological imagination. We'll throw a theological term at you. A theological imagination. Theological imagination is a tool of the prophet. Even us pastors willing to address their people in their suffering and to help them open themselves to God's light. Now Isaiah was talking about the, the light of God coming. It's using the courage, the faith, and the wisdom in calling the people forward to a world God desires us to make. Not the one that we live in, but the one that we are to make. Many times we think of epiphany as being today. Actually, it was yesterday the 12th day of Christmas, when it has a broader meaning, not only in a holiday season, but in the rest of our lives. Epiphany. 
The light of the epiphany shines as the hours of sunlight begin to increase and the dark winter days release us into the promise of spring's new life. And don't we all have that when we get into uh, uh, this time of the year? You can see that the sun is uh, uh, setting later and rising earlier, just by a minute or two each day. But you add those things up at the end of, end of a month, 30 days, that's a big difference. Instead of 7.30, it's 7 o'clock. Instead of setting at 4.30, it's 5 o'clock. Well, that's that part of epiphany, that the, the bright light coming into our world and the darkness going away. That's why Jesus was born at that time. Four days after the longest, longest day, the longest, time, the longest day of darkness, the 21st of December, the longest day of darkness. Is Isaiah is offering to the church a vision that one day all will be united in the glory of God. We still preach on that to this day. And he wrote this, uh, seven, I think it was 700 years before Christ was born. A prophet has to be always right. Has to be 100% on target. Now there are major prophets and minor prophets. The only difference between the two is not what they said. Well, it was what they, they wrote more. Instead of two or three pages, like a minor prophet would write, they wrote 20 or 30 pages. That's the difference between. If you wrote a lot, you were a major prophet. It made no difference what you said. If you didn't write a lot, you were a minor prophet. There are more minor prophets than there are major, major prophets. But Isaiah is one of the biggest or the biggest. Isaiah. Isaiah's call is a call of hope to shake the churches out of their lack of energy and enthusiasm to complete the task that God has set before them, whatever that may be. Maybe that's one reason why that we don't see the uh, uh, membership in churches expanding. We see it declining instead. Maybe it's because the church doesn't have the enthusiasm that they used to have. The church used to have a lot to do with society and with our, with our culture. Back in the, uh, I'm sure it started before I was born, but back in the 50s and 60s, the church had, 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 a, had a meaning in there. Uh, the Catholic Church more so than today, although they've issued out about it's okay for priests to marry same-sex couples. The Pope said that. Words from the Pope mouth. Mouth. I don't think uh, many of the priests went along, went along, went along with. I, I don't know. The church is still an instrument to mediate God's presence and glory to a world covered in the darkness of war, violence, hatred, apathy, and poverty. This reading calls the church to its imagination to see what is not yet true and to act as though it already were true. That's how we're supposed to be acting. As if, as if this world that God wants us to live in is, is here and we are living among it. The church can arise and shine, the first three words of the reading, acting under the assumption that God is still at work by the church offering light, healing, and reconciliation to the world. We can offer that. 
The epiphany Isaiah was talking about was not the coming of a human Messiah, which for decades that's been the assumption that he was prophesizing about the human being coming as the Messiah. He wasn't. He wasn't. But he was prophesizing about the people assuming their role in God's vision. And we're still living that today. Over 2,000 years, years later, or by what Isaiah said, 2,700 years. Shows you the value of God's Word. God's Word never changes. It was the same thing 20, uh, uh, 1,500 years ago today. It might have a different meaning, but the words are the same. They haven't changed. Although some, some, I don't know if it's people or companies or whatever, tried to change, change the wording of the Bible to include, I don't mind this one, include she, women, daughters, sisters. And it used to just to be the, the, the father, the brother, the uncle. It's just mentioned male. But now it's included, the female is included in there too. Now, they might not be the correct pronoun nowadays, but the Bible doesn't care. The Bible, the Bible doesn't care. It's going to go, it's going to do what it, what it wants to do. But those words have remained the same. But they can get a different interpretation. As everybody, I've never heard anybody preach on Isaiah 61 through 6, on Epiphany. I always hear the story of the three kings. Well, how many times have you heard the story of the three kings? You've been in church for decades. Probably every Epiphany Sunday, you hear the story of the three magi. And then, you know, you can have off tapes on, the, on that. This means that, this means that. Everybody's different. Everybody here is different. You would all have a different uh, 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 meaning from the reading of, of, of Matthew 2, 1 through something or other, 12 something that talks about the three kings. The people are not God, but God's presence will be seen through them. We're not God, but God's presence will be seen through each and every one of you. That's part of the epiphany. We are not kings, but kings will walk by their shining presence. There is no contradiction between proclaiming the epiphany of the Lord and the epiphany of the Lord's people. That's what we're experiencing now until Lent, which is six weeks away. February 14th, Valentine's Day, is Ash Wednesday. And then we're in the 40 days of uh, always wearing black and have a sour face, uh, you know, a sour look on your face and... Uh, Repenting of all the sins that you've, you've uh, uh, conducted since last Lent. So we'll ask you to think back on uh, what, what, the, what, what did I do since last Lent that uh, you know, I should ask for forgiveness for. Isaiah's vision demonstrates to the people that people are willing to work hard for a vision that is out of their reach at the time. And I would say you fall, you fell in, Yunes fell into that category by the vote that was taken. 
to, to disaffiliate, to go to the global, the global Methodist Church. How long have we been in it? Six months? Five, seven months. And has anything drastically changed? No, not that I'm, uh, not that I'm aware of. The only thing I know that drastically changed was I, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't uh, to be ordained in October because they got my paperwork too late. Although I sent my original paperwork in on July 6th at the library. Lori helped me send all the things in that I, July 6th, August the 10th, I find out they never received anything. And because it was after August the 1st was the cutoff date. I couldn't be ordained. We had three from uh, here. Uh, Daryl, Pastor Daryl, was, was ordained. Uh, Ed Wagner was, was ordained. And uh, who was the, uh, the, the third one? Uh, I forget who the third one, who the third one was. But my name wasn't on the list. And my name was on the list as, I, I think I told you this, we had a party in the, the first Friday in December for the, the pastors of the circuit. So I go in and I'm introducing myself to everybody as Dennis. And, and Pastor Randy is, is following me around. He said, don't believe what he said. He's not Dennis. His real name is Bruce or Daniel, not Dennis. Because that's how the global church had me listed. Dennis Bruce King. And I called Randy. I said, what's the thing about dentist? He said, Isn't that your first name, Dennis? I said, no, it's Daniel. Well, okay, so he, he spent time correcting it with the, with the officials at the, what you call it. So I, I introduced myself. Hi, I'm Dennis. How are you? And then Randy said, no, he's not Dennis. He's Daniel. Okay. okay. So it was, it was a fun, fun, fun time. I, I enjoyed that. Putting people on. I enjoyed doing that. We today get to rest in the glorious presence of God whose bright dawn has broken not only upon Jesus, but also on us. This gives you a different perspective of epiphany. It's just not one day or a season of four or five weeks. It's supposed to be experienced our entire lives while, while here on earth. So let us pray. And the prayer is from Isaiah as well. You've heard it many times because it's my favorite, favorite prayer. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is God's word that goes out from his mouth. It will not return to him empty but will accomplish what he desires and achieve the purpose for which he sent it. Amen. Let us now stand and sing our, no, I'm sorry, we want to turn, no, you look up on the screen. I'll get it right yet. It's only been three years doing this, so give me, you know, give me the opportunity to get things, get things right. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. 
It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, God Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples and said, drink from this all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died, Christ has risen, Christ will come again. All honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. I think I can do this by myself since there's so many people here, I don't know.
The bread used to tempt Jesus, when the bread was used, he said, bread, man does not live by bread alone. Take the bread and eat, and recall how Jesus refused the temptation. We all are part of the vine of life. Take the juice that comes from the vine and drink, knowing that you have been accepted and forgiven. You most diligently keep the commandments of the Lord your God and his decrees and his statutes that he has commanded you. Go in peace, and when you return, return with joy. Let us now stand and, and recite the, Lord, the, the Apostles' Creed. There we go. Let us begin. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven, is seated at the right hand of the Father, and will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, and the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Let us remain standing as we sing our last hymn, We Three Kings, the first four verses, number 166 in the hymnal, or the words are on the screen.
Epiphany is more than just a celebration that happens once a year, but should be an event that takes place every day in our spiritual walk. May we all arise and shine and do our part in God's plan. May you be given the desires of your heart, and may all your plans succeed. In the name of God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, go and earn your day. Let us now sing the last verse, of the, the fourth verse of We Three Kings. <laughs>